Kai Marcus Mueller is a German neuroscientist, entrepreneur, and professor. He has a PhD in neuroscience and he teaches consumer behavior at HFU Business School in Germany. He is known for having developed an EEG-based research technique for measuring willingness to pay. He's also the co-author of the book, The Invisible Game. Here to talk to us about the psychology of pricing, please welcome to the podcast, Kai Marcus Mueller. Welcome to the Engaging Personalities Podcast. I'm Anders Belanger, founder and CEO of Engageify, where we're on a mission to rehumanize business through engagement. We believe that we can all be more successful if we can command attention and deepen connection. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on a future episode. So let's get ready to engage. Hi, welcome. Hi, Anders. Hi, good to have you here. And you're coming, and you're 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 in Germany right now. Yes, is it Sch yes. Schwinnigen, or where, where are you based? I'm. I live north of Stuttgart, so Stuttgart. Okay. close to Stuttgart, Germany. Yeah, the the city of Mercedes and Porsche. <laughs> ah, well, hey, that's good, right? Because the big yeah. brands that uh, perhaps they could, uh, you know, um, use your 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 research and your uh, consulting. So I, I I alluded to it in the intro. I mean, your your thing is you've somehow been able to figure out how to measure people's willingness to pay, which is like reading minds. And and for those listening, they know I'm a, my background is being a magician, so it's like reading minds is is cool to me. So, um, so can you tell us about how you got into that and 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 figured that out? Because um, that just seems like too good to be true, almost. Well. Um, well, as you said, I'm a psychologist slash neuroscientist by training. And um, after my PhD, which I did in the United States, uh, I went back to Germany to work for a pricing management consultancy. And very quickly, I recognized that, you know, we can have the best mathematical model on what an introductory price for a new product should be, for instance, or for, for the optimal price change for a price adjustment. We can figure these things out uh, with good math, but we have a garbage in, garbage out problem. That means mm. if we just go out and ask people, well, you know, you're the perfect target group for, I don't know, let's take Mercedes for this <laughs> instance. I don't know. You run a business, you want to have maybe a Mercedes E-Class or something like that, a good uh, you know, upscale Mercedes. How much would you pay for it, right? If you are really the right target group and you really want to have a Mercedes, you are not likely to tell me the truth. You know, you might, first of all, it's a general problem in marketing research. People don't really know how they're going to act in future. But beyond that, in pricing, they're not even interested in telling you the truth because they want to have, they, they feel like, they feel like they are uh, going to influence the future price of that product. And that, of right. course, makes them want to give you not the right answer, but give you a slightly lower answer, most likely. And so um, I said, you know, um, we, need to, we need to fix this issue in pricing research, and we need to understand true willingness to pay for every subject that we ask, for, for every participant, for every, yeah. you know, um, person who participates in a pricing research study. And so um, I said, you know, um, we need to ask there where the person cannot lie. 
And the brain is the place that does not lie. So if I pick your brain directly, you know, I can directly access your feelings, your emotions, and your initial brain response to a price. And um, in my case, I'm testing with a, well, with an EEG brain scan cap. That's this mm-hmm. cap, which looks like a bathing cap and little wires stick out of yeah, the head. Yeah. Um, I measure a, a match or a mismatch. And so I show a product and a price, and then I can basically see does this price match the product or does not match? So for example, if I say bread and butter, your brain response to butter will be kind of a yes response. If I say, um, if I say table and butter is more of a mismatch, that those two things have nothing to do with each mm-hmm. other. Maybe table and chair have something to do with each other. So um, this uh, basic insight from the science of EEG brain research is what I adjusted to fix the issues in pricing research. And we've done this for quite a number of very cool companies uh, such as Audi or PepsiCo, um, pharmaceutical companies uh, and so forth, and have identified, you know, how much are people willing to pay? And then also turned this with a neuroeconomic algorithm into um, a demand function so we can actually model how demand drops uh, following, um, for example, a price increase or how much demand goes up uh, following a price decrease. Yeah, so that is neuropricing and it's fun and it works very, very well. We have a bunch of scientific studies that show that. We have also a more scalable tool uh, that I've developed, um, which is based on reaction times, also subconsciously. So if I give you um, a product and a price, we discuss a new product, I don't know, anything, mm-hmm. a new computer or a new cell phone or something like that. And I tell you, you know, for the cell phone, um, what, uh, what is three 3,000 euros? You got to respond very quickly, cheap or expensive. So this new cell phone, you 3,000 euros, you may quickly say that's expensive. expensive. Yeah. But if I say 100 euros, you may quickly say that's cheap. But if I say, mm, look, it's a fancy new thing, uh, 1,200 euros or $1,200 in that case, um, you may think, mm, is this cheap or expensive? Oh, well, maybe I'd rather say expensive, but it takes you a split second longer. And this uh, slight increase in, um, right. in, in the reaction time, that reveals your true value perception and your true willingness to pay. So, so when that time space, when it takes longer, Mm-hmm. you're actually honing in on something where it's actually the true value is what you're seeing because they can't decide right they're they're flip-flopping that's exactly oh, it that's exactly interesting it. Yes. now i've we the, we've done the, quickly we've done the same thing yeah. with the brain scan right and we've done two and a half thousand brain scans with the cheap expensive uh, exercise so we yeah. exactly know um even we and we can use the the response times to understand uh, what what the brain uh, responds like. Huh. I and one of the things you said earlier that made me think of people seeing, you know, a price mismatch is like sticker shock, like <gasps> you know, holy smokes, yeah. right? Uh, I guess you see that on the brain scan, right? Sticker shock yes. being an actual state that the mind <laughs> almost goes into, right? Because of the mismatch. Oh, Indeed. That's so, yes. Yeah. That's so interesting. Now. I want to know because you're doing kind of the, the way it's kind of explained right now, or the may, way I'm imagining it, 
Kai, is that you're seeing like images pop up on the screen that people are, you know, responding to quickly. It's more of a um, what something is and the price. When you start working with a company that provides value that may be more complex as opposed to, you know, just like cell phone, right? How do you account for people understanding that value to associate a price? Now, is that too, I don't know if you can answer that. Well, let's see. It, 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 it has come up many times in my life, okay. this question. <laughs> so it's a good question. It's one that really probably many of our listeners have now. Um, so, um, basically, this is a question of marketing research. Uh, in any in any marketing research tool, you have that problem. If you want to price a new marketing, uh, sorry, yeah, want to price a new product, um, you got to explain it well. So when you do pricing research, um, whether you do it with a questionnaire or whether you do it with brain scans or reaction times, um, you have to explain the product very well. And ideally, you bring this brain into a state in which the brain later is when the brain makes a purchasing decision. So to give you an example, we have been working with an insurance and they have a complex product, right? It's like, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, some things are insured, others are not, you know, it's for certain people in cert with certain risk profiles, you know, and for others, it's not so good. So you got to really make sure that a person understands it. And, um, Potentially, you can even create a case. You know, some something we've we've been doing with uh, with a bank when we dis when we studied interest rates. What's the optimal interest rate for a specific loan? We said, uh, look, what is what is your your ideal case? Is it I buy a new kitchen? I need a loan. I um, go on honeymoon, <laughs> or is it I buy a car? Or is it I don't know, I have a medical issue and need uh, need $15,000 or something like that, you know. So we we made them pick one of these and then um, we said, okay, so imagine you're in the state and you now have to get this loan of $15,000 um, and uh, these, are the, these are the specific uh, contract details and these are the specific specifications of the product and of the loan. And so um, here we go. These are the different um, interest rates. Uh, so yeah. you make people, Kai, you're kind of making people take on certain conditions in sort of a, a thought experiment uh, of sorts, right? Yes. Put them in a position so that you're kind of getting an objective kind of sense of the the value that they see. Is, is that right. that's kind of that's, okay? That's exactly. That's uh, right. about uh, to be fair. Uh, most good market researchers do that, right? Well, yeah. they may not they may not use reaction times or brain scans, but this is something you need to do, right? Uh, so, to do if you get your research right, you really have to make sure that people understand the product that they that they're evaluating, right? And you need to make sure that you have the right people, also, of course, that that like the product, right? Uh, that that are a good fit and potential buyers yeah. of the product. Yeah, because yeah. that could really skew your your research if it's not the message to market fit uh, kind of yeah. piece. Yeah, right. Interesting. Okay, so if if um. And, and have you had all kinds of companies like B2B and B2C companies participate in this? Um, I, I don't know what we even to call it. Consulting, I guess, uh, you know, to, to be able yeah. to 
to find out and hone in on that, that perfect price? Or is there such thing as a perfect price? I, I don't know. That's a separate question, really. That is another question. That would have a question we really should also discuss um, um, after answering the first one. Sure. So, uh, I worked with Simon Kutcher, famous pricing consultancy in the pharmaceutical division. And when I when I left Simon Kutcher to, to kick off my own startup, I thought, you know, this will be the last time I've seen pharmaceuticals, right? And this will be the last time I've seen B2B. It wasn't like that at all, really. It uh, It's so interesting that I have been applying neuropricing in so many different, um, various different industries. I'll give you a few examples. We have been um, working, well, in the very, very B2C space, such as um, spare parts for cars, such as um, coffee prices, uh, potato chips, um, and so forth. But then we've also done a bit more B2B-ish things, such as um, um, uh, veterinarian products, right? Where it was, you know, mm -hmm. the, vet, the vet had to had to pay uh, uh, part of the uh, the the dog medication, and uh, other parts had to be paid by. Um, well, yeah, by uh, by the the customer, basically by the dog owner. Uh, then we've gone on to do, um, yeah, as I said, pharmaceuticals, where you have a totally different, again, a totally different um, scenario. You have the the user and the payer and the decider. They're all three different people. There's a doctor and the insurance mm. and the patient, right? And we've done things like co-pays for patients. We've done things like um, does a doctor accept this price, right? So uh, we've done things like, um, yes, so in that, that's the healthcare stuff. So then uh, we have also done re real diehard B2B things, such as um, we worked with an, a Silicon Valley company that does basically soft and hardware for uh for companies and um, this company um, they wanted to know what are typical system administrators of small and mid-sized enterprises what are they willing to pay and what what is their value perception of their specific services that the silicon valley giant provided right um, and so in, in that case for example and that's that is interesting because in that case, we really needed to use the EEG brain cap because the EEG brain cap works with as few as, few as 40 people. Um, so we used um, 40 system administrators of small and mid-sized enterprises and tested their value perception of the, um, of the, the software. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, sometimes in, in, in other cases, such as uh, recently we've done a, a baby app, right, for parents, uh, you know, that was something where we, uh, where we did actually um, test simply 300 young parents uh, and an online tool with uh, reaction times. Uh, and that's a more of a scalable uh, thing, you know, you can, you know, uh, recruit, easily recruit lots of people quickly. Um, yeah, but depending on the exact question, uh, you get all these kinds of things. Sometimes another B2B case, a very cool that we've had was um, uh, basically for an, for an American um, banking software provider, they needed to have a business case to convince um, credit unions 
to that that the normal consumer will buy this product at a specific price, right? So the credit unions were skeptical whether they should go and buy the software. So the software company provided a business case based on brain scans of consumers that showed that the consumer value perception really is that high that the software is worth buying. Wow. So you see, this, it's, it's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so many applications. And I, I, as you're talking, Kai, I've got so many questions going. I'm almost like kind of stacking them up in my brain so that I, I might need to make some notes so we come back. But I did tease beforehand because I asked two questions at once, which sometimes I do. The perfect price. Can we come back to that? What what is there such a thing? You know, how do you hone in on that? Um, and and is that the pursuit of a lot of your your customers? Um, it's a great question because um, a research tool can only give you an answer about perceived value and about potentially, if it's a good research tool, about demand, right? So, you know, how much demand will there be when you launch product X at price Y? So, um, interestingly, the best price is not something that any research in the world could give you because the best price is a question of your strategy. Do you want to have the maximum revenue? You mm. know, my research can tell you the maximum revenue, but do you want to have the maximum profit, which is usually a higher price than the maximum revenue? I can give you the maximum, maximally profitable price. Or is it potentially something like, you want to drive your competition out of the market by by underpricing them, right? Or you want to do skim pricing the way you know uh, Apple does this famously with their iPhones, like starting very high and then after a few months going lower, so skimming one after the other. <laughs> um, or do you need to do penetration pricing? Um, um, well, you know, you got to start, you may, may enter the markets at very low prices and then uh, go up. Uh, so all these uh, questions, what is the best price are really a question of, of the strategy, partially even of the, of the uh, competitive um, set. So mm -hmm. uh, one question is, um, are you a price leader or are you a price follower? So sure. if you are the, the, the top brand, you know, and you know, when I go up, well, everyone else goes up, uh, you know, my, my pricing research will be designed slightly different from when you are a price follower, right? And you say, you know, when I go up, what will the price leader do? Mm -hmm. So these are, these are all interesting questions that, uh, you know, will end up determining the best price and the best price uh, is, is, is something that depends on your strategy. Like, yeah, our, what, what, what do you want to do? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I suppose it does make a lot of sense that it depends on what are you trying to accomplish, and then you can hone in on you know what what does that perfect price mean to you, right? Exactly. For because for most of the questions, you do need the demand function, and that mm -hmm. is what I can give you. You know, mm -hmm. potentially others can give you, but I'm I'm very convinced that I have a very good tool to give you. But you need the demand function. You know, that's yeah. that's basically it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so Kai, if we look at some strategies for pricing, okay? So um, I know of a few just from hearing them where you kind of have maybe three different packages and, and one of them 
they're probably not going to go for, which is, you know, like kind of, I don't know if I think you mentioned, um, you know, like anchoring or, or, or setting some, some idea of what things are worth. And then you can play off of that price or decoy pricing. I've heard some of those things. Can you kind of talk about what those are and some of those, those pricing mm -hmm. strategies that maybe some of our listeners might be able to employ uh, at, at their companies? Right. Of course. So the first thing you got to understand about pricing um, to all the listeners out there is that a price is only an arbitrary association between a number and a thing or a number and a service. It is not, we all believe that a price is built up on cost and is, is something that is justified based on some sort of variable cost or so. But the more you think about it, the more you recognize how illogical this entire thinking is. Think about something where you need uh, R&D and you have a, a billion of R&D um, and then you have a great product, right? This product, well, needs to cover all the R&D. So, well, a famous a famous example is again. Uh, sorry to to nail down this example again, but the iPhone it costs like nothing to produce, right? It's like less than ten dollars or so to produce actually this device, right? But there's so much other stuff going in that uh, you know, in the end, the, the value we many people use this device, you know, every hour of their life. Uh, it's it's their, 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 more important than their car, or you know, <laughs> the iPhone. Uh, uh, more important than the most one of the most important products they consume, um, and uh, uh, it's it it has a very high value between a thousand and two thousand dollars, right? So, um, um, again, the price has usually close to nothing to do with the cost right and and while we while we perceive it is like that we think like you know okay this is a, a better pair of jeans or this is a, a better car or so a lot of these things are very emotional right and that insight really gives you um a lot of psychological leverage for yourself as well as for the customer um, first of all, for yourself, just you know, forget about forget about all the um, um, forget about the effort you put in, right? It, it it is much more, right? It is, for example, you know, if 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 you run a consultancy, it's your education, it's 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 your your student loan, it's your um, you know, the podcast you make, whatever, it's so many things that go into that, of course, it justifies a very high hourly rate. But, um, uh, you know, if you compare this to, to other people, it may sound like a bizarrely high uh, hourly rate, but but it is not, right? Because because you, you do a lot to get towards this uh, hourly rate. So, um, and this this insight, when you, when you understand this for yourself as an entrepreneur or as someone who works in business, it frees you up from, from thinking I need to stick to variable cost or I need to stick to the cost of the product. So then when you um, um, have done that uh, exercise, that mental exercise for yourself and you free yourself from the, from the, from, from, from the cost side, then think about what can you do with value? Maybe you can compare your product with a, uh, uh, with with a, a comparable product or with something analogous 
or you can just, if it's something new, you can just um, set an anchor. Um, oh, let's 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 think about this. You know, uh, in in the old days, people used to pay a lot for text messaging in their uh, cell phone contracts, right? But um, you know, um, then. Um, tools like WhatsApp or Telegram came up and people really valued them very much because they saved them something like 50 bucks in, in yearly costs of text messaging. So um, when WhatsApp then wanted to introduce uh, a, little, uh, uh, a little fee, which in the end they didn't do, but uh, that was uh, for a long time, that was uh, uh, something that WhatsApp was planning on. Um, you know, this one or two dollars that they were charging per year it sounds like nothing, right? It's it's ridiculously cheap, right? Because people are anchored and they're stuck on these 50 euros, right? So here's the thing like this, uh, um, you can play with these anchors oftentimes yourself. And uh, one thing you've mentioned was, for example, the tendency towards the middle. So the, the sandwich pricing, right? So you have, you can, for example, say, I'm using, um, I'm giving you three options. Um, well, you could, for example, say, um, um, let's let's see. Um, well, if you work in B two B, you could say you know I'm I'm, I'm giving you a big uh, a, a big IT solution that is like you know I don't know it costs you a half a million a year, but you know there's also something in the middle that is just nearly as good, but it just costs like a hundred thousand a year, and there's also that the lousy product that's seventy thousand a year. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't say that out loud, that, but that's how no, it's you perceived, exactly. right? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the lousy the product. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you don't say it's a lousy product, but you you make it clear that this is, yeah. and this will make people automatically gravitate towards the um, the middle uh, option because the hundred thousand euro uh, product sounds like a very good deal, and it sounds like exactly what what you want and it sounds like you know given the other two options this is this is good value for money right of course you know how do we know that the software solution for your business is, is actually worth a hundred thousand a year i mean as long as you save at least a hundred thousand it's worth it but you know maybe someone else would have sold it for for fifty thousand or for for twenty thousand it, it, mm -hmm. it is it is really arbitrary right it is it is about um, yeah, it, it, and this this you have to understand, right? It, it's arbitrary and it can be influenced very, uh, very, very much, right? I mean, all the clothes, all the clothes we're wearing, you know, you can get them at a very cheap store. You can get jeans or shirts at a very uh -huh. cheap store. They're all made of cotton. Frankly, they're probably in a similar, made at a similar plant in Bangladesh or wherever or in Turkey or so. Um, but, you know, we like to wear... Yeah. something that is that is according to our standards we like to drive well, a car the that is brand, to standards. Yeah. brand comes into that and the emotions yeah. and the like yeah. i mean there's such but it's nice that what your your work does is kind of actually almost like a level playing field and looking at the brain to kind of get a, a sense of that because it's there's so many um so many things happening right it's very complex yeah. uh happening all at once right. and as you're talking about this, it makes me sound, it sounds like, you know, this is a real game. And it brings me back to your book, The Invisible yes. Game. <laughs> Can you tell, is that what the game is about? Or what is The Invisible yeah. Game, Kai? Um, yes. So The Invisible Game is my latest book, uh, co-authored with Gabi Reebok. 
Um, and we were, a, we were a nice team because Gabi is someone who has 30 years of experience in B2B sales. So she sold huge, huge um, chemical projects. Every year she sold something like 300 million or so in revenues. So she's a really a, a, a huge key accounting expert. And uh, myself uh, being the professor of consumer behavior, uh, and we bring together, you know, the the, the practice and the, the theory to some degree. Um, and well, of course, well, Gabi is well versed in theory and I have also sold a lot of things. We are still, you know, I think it, it, it makes up for a good team. And um, the idea in the invisible game is that there is a big, a huge wealth of knowledge in consumer psychology. And um, sadly, you know, companies like Amazon or Booking.com or so, they test so much. They test so much that they um, don't really need all uh, most of these theories. They they can like you know check them out, but but they also can just test it, right? This the Amazon has like so many millions of clicks every day. They can just test whatever they want to test before they implement it. Um, However, in the B2B space, sometimes, you know, some people have five, uh, 10 or 20 big projects a year, and that's it. Some of them have one or two, right? So it's really critical. Every, every project in many B2B um, cases, every project or every, every offer you write is critical. You really, really want to get that deal, right? It's not like you you test test around like Amazon, you know. Today he clicks, tomorrow he doesn't. That that's not yeah. that's not what you can do, right? You gotta say, you know, I really need to sell that uh, project this time, and in order to sell the project successfully, you can actually apply all the great theories and all the great insights from consumer psychology. So I believe that in B two B, there's even more applicability and. At least as much need for the uh, for consumer psychology as there is in consumer science, classic consumer science. Because you know we are all influenceable, whether we wear a suit or whether we wear jeans and go to the uh, I don't know Walmart to buy something. You know um, we are influenceable by the same psychological mechanisms, and even a professional procurement expert is influenceable. You know, we, we, we cannot, we cannot stop that, right? It's, 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 it's a mm -hmm. running gag, a running joke that my wife tells me, well, you know, you tell people about discounts and so forth, and now you've bought again branded sweaters on discount. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it Myself, I cannot stop being, you know, influenced by such things and being mm -hmm. like, I, I want to buy this thing on discount. So, um, but anyway, uh, so the invisible game, which the, the full title of the book is the invisible game, the secrets and the science of winning minds and winning deals. This, this book is about basically three major concepts. The, the first one is situational awareness. So you got to be aware Am I influenced or not? Um, am I under stress or not? And you got to be aware of yourself, you know, and aware of the situation. Like now, now something important is happening or now it's just chit chat, just being aware of the situation and being aware of, for example, being anchored, right? Being perceiving a high number and making sure that this high number does not influence you. Then the second one is, uh, second part is defense. Like how do I defend, for example, how do I defend prices when someone comes with a discount request? 
How do I deal with um, keeping my business? How do I defend my customer, my, my clients um, against intruders into the market? And the third part is um, offense. This is how do I design choice architectures? For example, how do I design a decoy? How do mm -hmm. I design a price anchor? How do I design a sandwich where I you know, make people gravitate towards the middle option? Um, and uh, these three major factors uh, are make up the invisible game. And um, yeah. And so it's it's been a huge, uh, you know, it's been quite a success actually the book, and it was a lot of fun writing it, and uh, yeah, it brings together consumer psychology with um, with B two B, and it's actually written for the professional B two B salesperson. Nice. Well, you, you know what ends up happening, and I, I kind of joke with this with other guests is I, I bring on guests and I go. Damn, I got to get that book. And I, and right now you you just sold me. And and what ends up happening is right after the our, our recording here, I'm going to be like on Amazon buying <laughs> buying another book. So um, thank you. Good. <laughs> yeah. And and by the way, is it available on Amazon? I'm going to yes. guess probably it is. Okay. So yes, yes. it's, it's available anywhere places. in all okay. the bookstores. It is published by a major publishing house, Wiley. So it's it's available all over the place. Um, you should go get it on 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 Amazon. And if you want to, you know, I'm always happy about a, a good review you <laughs> yeah for sure well yeah, yeah. no definitely um, um kai this this stuff is also fascinating and i i mean i love you know the psychology of of how people are thinking about you know again a transaction or you know the services and seeing value and and of course everyone wants to you know be able to sell more if that's their role at a company um so this is all kind of useful stuff but but complicated right and it takes someone like yourself to to analyze it and put it all together so it's so that we can have takeaways you know the the applications mm -hmm. um how how can people reach out to you kai if, if they want to maybe you know uh, get some consulting get get some uh, more information about how you might be able to help their company yeah so uh my name is kai marcus mueller you, if you Google me, you find me. That's no problem. My website's kaimarcusmuller.com. Um, if you are interested in the um, neuropricing services, the research services, they've been, um, my technology has been acquired by a company called Neurensics. We are based in Amsterdam. I'm on board there as a director of pricing research. Um, and we offer this, yeah, as a um, high-tech uh, market uh, market research um, or boutique market research agency. Um, yeah, and any questions, you know, you can just uh, shoot me an email. You can also follow me on LinkedIn. I have, uh, yeah, quite a followership on LinkedIn and I'm posting regularly. Um, sometimes I'm posting clips from various podcasts or clips from talks uh, or other thoughts about current events. Perfect. Well, thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast, Kai, and, and sharing your expertise with us. Yeah, thank you, uh, Anders. Excellent. Well, me. thank you to all our listeners for tuning in once again. And remember, until next time, stay engaged. Thank you so much for listening to Engaging Personalities. If you believe this world needs more engagement and you're an industry leader or you have an interesting take on rehumanizing business, go to go.engageify.ai slash podcast hyphen guest to apply and come on the show. If you got something out of this interview, 
Do you mind sharing it on your social media? Just grab a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show. Include the hashtag engaging personalities. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episode, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, engageify.ai, or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening, and stay engaged. Stay engaged.